I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. We heard a podcast the other day. We did. And we heard it separately, but we subscribed to a lot of the same ones. So. Yes, and then, then I say, did you hear this podcast? The one with the guy who was talking to other guys and his sister and some other girl about catcalling? Right. His cultural experience with it and his retrospective what type of enlightenment he's gained in the meantime since he was a teenager who learned this behavior. It is a learned behavior. Right. I'm glad that he was able to get that kind of enlightenment, like you said, because a lot of cis guys don't. Right. He did talk to a couple of scientists as well and found himself a little shocked to hear the terminology and the perspective that they put it in. Because as a teenager, he thought it was about the girls they were hollering at. And the friend that he had on the show that, you know, the friend he had interviewed... This was the best part to me. <laughs> the, the guy was... We'll, we'll link the show in the, yeah. in the show notes. We'll put a link to this episode of some show from NPR, I think. I think. Yeah. Yeah, his friend was also quite clueless. The, this guy had become somewhat enlightened, but his friend was really clueless. And he didn't know how to enlighten his friend. He didn't, know, And he's trying to, like, he even brings over, hey, look, here's a real live girl. Why don't we ask her if she yes, likes this? one that we've known, like, all our lives. And she's like, no, I don't want to answer you. I don't want to pay attention to you. And most girls don't. And he's like, no, but you really like it, though, don't you? <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't listen. No, no. And, this, and she's probably standing there like, this is why I don't talk to you about these things. <laughs> and and her f friend who's become enlightened has, is like, what do I do here? Like, what do I do with this? <laughs> so it, it was very funny because you think that if people are given information, they might think about it, but his friend was not going to think. No, no. Yeah. His friend had a very bad case of anchor bias, and this is what I was taught to believe that people actually want to have happen. And so even in the face of overwhelming evidence, I'm going to continue to believe what I originally believed. Yes. And the part that the scientist was telling him was that this is really about putting on a show for the other guys. It's not about some woman, some poor woman who's walking down the street. Uh, it's about... Reinforcing your own yeah. heterosexuality in front of the other males. But he called it... Homosocial. Homosocial. And that it's like... <gasps> oh, no. Uh, oh, you just used a homo word. Uh-oh. And so if all the guys catcalling had to deal with that connotation, they might change what they were doing because of that, not because they had decided the women really did like it. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, like if somebody actually wanted to get, and they, they had a discussion about this too, like if they actually wanted to try and develop a relationship with a woman, they wouldn't go catcalling her. They would go and try and strike up a conversation, which would have a distinctly different tone from... And they knew that. They or, did know that. Yeah. But, so, no. Th this made me think about something, because many years ago... 
when I took a trip down to LA with a couple of roommates and my cousin Vinny. Car full of lesbians. Yes, car full of lesbians. And we were down in LA and we were in the queer area, mostly lesbian area, like a lesbian coffee tea shop thing. The diaperhood? Yes. Okay. And we're driving up and down this strip, hollering at girls, ironically. And very clear about the fact that, you know... We are lesbians hollering at other women because it's funny to do like the guys do. Ha ha. And and the women did seem to think it was funny that we were hollering at as well. So the, you know, the dykes in the car were not all uh, a bunch of butch dykes with this idea that women like to be hollered at. No. <laughs> no. They were like, ha ha, let's holler at the ladies because it's funny and we can do that. You can. Yes. And this is one of these many things that you can do as a person interacting with members of your own gender, whether it is a homosocial behavior or not, you know, interacting with other members of your own gender, you can say and do certain things that when it's a cross-gender interaction, there's this whole historical context that could lend itself to perceptions of oppression or perceptions of discrimination, perceptions of aggression. Right. And as a similar example to that, I, I just thought of this and I hadn't mentioned to you. When I was just coming out as a queer Mm-hmm. I was hanging out with some old friends from high school. It makes me laugh to think of Baby Dyke George. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was I was hanging out with these women from that I'd gone to high school with. Okay. And they, and would they were do, also queer. No. No. They were straight people. <gasps> I know. And but they didn't care. Okay. Like when good. I came out to them, they're like, "Yeah, whatever. What, what do you want on the pizza?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And one of them was a a, a cop in a big city. That we were at. And uh, she didn't stay at that job, by the way, because there was too much corruption. But anyhow. That happens in <laughs> She couldn't deal with the, yeah, with the brutality mentality. But there was like four or five of us hanging out. And one of them had, was a, a Latina that, was, she was from Mexico. Her parents had moved from Mexico. And she grew up with like four or five brothers. Mm-hmm. So nothing fazed her that any any guy could ever say if we were out somewhere or she was telling a story about I was at this bar and this guy says to me this and I say, oh, yeah. And then she would just say something like, like my work wife might say, but ruder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, she's got some comeback. She's got a comeback that's going to one up them into complete shock. That's of, great. Uh, I'm going to shut up and walk away now. Yep. So, but they would do something similar and she's the one who had started it. If they saw you and you were walking and they were driving, they'd pull up close enough and start yelling at you. Mm-hmm. And they'd yell things like, hey, hey, lady, how much? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like, just to, like, raz you. Ra- yeah. You know. Yeah. Because they could. Uh-huh. Yeah, th- that was something from my past as well. So, there we are with straight people hollering at ladies. <laughs> and then with a car full of dykes hollering at ladies. That's crazy because yeah we we we're we're driving up and down in hollywood yelling hey, oh gosh hey baby you look good <laughs> stuff like that you know like the really hilarious to, to stuff the other women yes. yes that's so it was funny. so fun that is so great we were laughing so hard oh yeah so anyhow because at that point when it is a homogeneously gendered interaction 
the other folks are kind of in on the joke. Yeah. And there isn't, like I said, that history of patriarchy that spins it ever so slightly in a potentially dangerous direction. Right. But then, you know, now you're not a dyke. Right. And there are a lot of things that you can't get away with anymore that you used to. Even if it would be ironically. Even if it would, you because with your close queer friends, you totally could. Because right. again, they would be in on the joke. But in a generally open social situation where you are not out, you're just some straight guy. It's no. No, I, I mean, I wouldn't drive around with guys yelling at guys. We could get in a lot of trouble or really just get hurt, and it would be bad. Well, it depends on what neighborhood you're in. It, it could. Yes, that's true. Yeah. But if we did, I picture that we would yell things like, why don't you smile, honey? <laughs> You'd look better if you smiled. <laughs> that's great. Right? That is so great. Because that's what, that's what yes, would be the perfect thing. That, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. But I yeah, love with that. The, with the ladies, we were just yelling at, yelling at them how good they looked and did they need a ride and stuff like that? Uh-huh. It was great. Uh-huh. That's great so fun. funny. Yeah. So other things like that have changed, like things that just don't happen anymore. Like at work, you your colleagues interact with you differently. They do. Uh, a lot of conversations women will have are about their kids or other kids that I've been in the recent near vicinity. Actually, by recent, I mean... Uh, the other day. The other day. <laughs> Which Anytime. is our long-standing, ongoing joke of uh, the other day could have been like 10 minutes ago or it could have been like 10 years ago, but it, it was another day. It was another day. <laughs> the other day. Yes. <laughs> and this is not the conversations you're going to have with the guys. No. Shaking, I'm shaking my head. No. No. And this is not the conversations you're going to have with your female co-workers. No. No. It's not just the bathrooms that are gender segregated. It's the topics of conversation. Yes. And then the type of jokes you could make. Like recently, and by that again, I mean the other day. <laughs> but more recently than 10 years ago, I was walking down the, I don't know, what is this, corridor between the cubicles? Yes. And our tech person, who is a very outspoken, brash... Female, female IT guy. <laughs> female IT guy, yeah. Yes. Who's looks like a lady and is fine with that, you know, fuck you if you think she should act like one. So... There you go. She's great. That's awesome. We love her. And but I'm walking down the corridor. Is she straight? She's a straight lady. Yeah. Okay. Just because yeah. sometimes that correlates. Sorry. Yeah, and, and maybe it makes a different picture in people's minds. Straight lady, IT guy, and so she's got the guy mind with the IT stuff. And then she, I guess, I guess she likes to go out and have a few with her friends. Well, and good for her. Probably shout at guys, but. <laughs> Because um, I think she did shout at that guy once who comes to my gym, that guy who's like a, an issue sometimes at our office. Oh. The one who doesn't talk to anybody. The one who wears way too tight bike shorts at the gym. Was it? Was he? I didn't say I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyhow, sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry yeah. you had to notice. I didn't know that he did that. And I've probably seen him there many times. But Anyway. So our IT guy lady. Yes. Is 
talking smack with somebody else at her cubicle uh-huh. and says something about, I don't know, some comment about boobs or some kind of su- little off color, maybe slightly crude, something. Mm-hmm. And then looks up as me and my work wife are walking past and says, oh, sorry, George. <laughs> like... <laughs> The one person who is not of my own gender deserves an apology for hearing crudeness come out of my mouth. Right. And and that's sort of a CYA thing, too, because oh, yeah. you don't want to have office politics of, I heard the IT lady saying this. If she said sorry, it's all good, see? She knows how to cover her ass. Yeah. I appreciate that about her. Yes. And I was like, it's all good. <laughs> She's kind of looking to see if it is. But she's known you for a long, long time. time. So that's like so funny that that's like a thing now, even though she knew you before, it's still a switch that has been tripped in her brain. Oh, there's a guy walking past and I just said a crude thing about none of his business anyway, but I'm right. going to say sorry. <laughs> yeah. That is so wild. Yeah. So, so wild. And I wouldn't be able to get away with anything like that. Mm-mm. I would get in so much trouble if I said the wrong thing, even as a joke. Right. So I just wouldn't say things. Generally, you don't... Say things. Say things. <laughs> I, might, I might say things to my work wife, and I know that the guy who sits on the other side of me, he's the Grant guy. Uh-huh. He's heard me on the phone dealing with prescriptions and uh-huh. stuff and then calling my mother and saying, yes, mom, I know they're a bunch of idiots, they're a bunch <laughs> of effing idiots. And he starts laughing. That's great. Because you know, he's like heard me dealing with uh-huh. effing idiots. But yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Now, is this the same guy who friended you on Facebook or is this some other guy? This That is some other guy. Now, in the past, as I recently mentioned you, and by recently, I mean, wish I should stop with that reference. But uh, I I mentioned to you that in the past, I would never get friended by a guy at work. Right. I think there was one. Because you guys had like parenting stuff in common or something like that. I think we had Cub Scouts in common and he's a really big guy. And the really big guys never had a problem with... The tiny little dyke. Never. Yeah. It's never an issue to them. The ones I've dealt with. Right, right. So tip, you, you typically. You are not threatening to their masculinity. No way, shape, or form. They don't care. But now that you're a guy, you are less threatening to other guys' masculinity too, which is weird. Yes. So guys will friend me. Now this guy, he could have maybe friended me in the past if he knew me then because he's a social work type guy. Mm-hmm. So he's got a little bit different of a perspective than some of the other guys there. Yes. But there's not a lot of guys anyway. A, a lot of a lot of individuals in the mental health profession have a slightly different perspective from the average. Yes, they do. <laughs> they came with it. That's generally they went why to, they pursued that degree. Hopefully they went to therapy and kind I'm of, you know. Holding up the mirror now. <laughs> you want to, what is the thing about? Rounding the edges of something to make it... Sanding off the rough edges. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully therapy helped them do that, but they're still that type of guy. Yeah. So he, he might have been, mm-hmm. and he hangs out with... He's married, and he hangs out with another person in his field who is now connected to our pool of people and sits on our floor, you know, down... Yes. Near the IT guy. 
mm-hmm. lady. He hangs out with her, and she's married and has four kids, and they hang out because they've started there together, you know, at right. the same time, and right. so they went through like orientation stuff together, and so you know. they have a common basis of experience. Yes, that has built their friendship. So he's the guy who friended me. Ah. So I don't really know him that well. But he friended you because you're just some other guy at work. Yes. Where there are not a lot of other just some guys at work. Right. But here's something funny. Ooh, tell me something funny. So speaking of just other guys at work, as I'm walking in the building the other day, two guys are walking in that I know. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm talking to them, but I, I wasn't coming. They were coming back from getting food. And uh, one of the guys, another guy, there's like out of seven or ten of us, you know, here's like four of us in the same place at once. So this other guy coming out, he is a sports guy. He talks to me about sports. We have the the same football team, although he's like rah-rah football. And I'm like, it's football. It's okay. Where's the baseball? But And then he has a different baseball team. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's coming out, and he sees the three of us, and I got a little glimpse of this, like, hey, where'd they go without me? You Aww. know? like, And I thought, oh, I understand that feeling. Right. right? But I'm like, you know, he doesn't know. I wasn't really. But he, he starts talking to us right. about stuff. So there's this, you know, camaraderie of guys, and I was included in that. That is so great. Yeah. Because, like, for years and years, you would, like, go places and do things where people would tend to self-segregate by sex, and neither group would welcome you. No, I just kind of stand there and try to figure out what to do. I, I remember doing that at a birthday party I had to bring the boy to. And one of the guys there who wasn't sure what to do with me at the time is now the Cub Scout den leader's husband. He was then too, but she wasn't a den leader. So right. So when he saw me then, he, he didn't really know what to do with me, but now he sees me all the time. Does he connect your then with your now? He doesn't. Okay, good. Well, it doesn't. I don't think it well, matters. It, it but could, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good that it doesn't affect anything. It doesn't affect anything, but he doesn't seem to, and he does know what to do. He talks to me about work and baseball and not kids. And once in a while, if he looks really flustered, he'll say something like three words long about his kid. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That is generally a cause of fluster. Yes. Yes. So. So that's funny that that happens. Like, mm-hmm. because then I go and I try and be social with my people at work. And like, it just, I end up in that same position, except people don't automatically do that to me because I don't look dykey. The position of being, they don't know what to they do with They don't know you. what to do with me and I don't fit into the boy group or the girl group. And because we're all teachers, so we're all a little bit cognitively oddballs anyways, sort of like how, you know, mental health professionals all have their own mental health thing. Teachers all have our childhood thing or, <laughs> you know... Something. Something. That makes them want to control a room full of children. Yeah. And make them learn something. And so, you know, there's a handful of people who are not stupidly gendered like that, but most of them still are. And they don't know what to do with me. But it was so nice today that we were able to go hiking with our Jesus friend, who has been on here a few times before, and he changed the way that he interacted with you very slightly Mm -hmm. after your transition. But he doesn't like exclude you or me or like get awkward about not knowing what to do 
when we're not typically gendered. No, he doesn't. The thing that he changed the most was the most appropriate thing he did, and that was getting my pronouns correct all the time. He did that. Yes. That was awesome. Yes. We went for a hike today with him, and we went up by some lake, and he was talking about how his wife doesn't like to do that. And I said something like, well, you should, you know, pack her a picnic and just bring her up here. It was a pretty easy walk. She's, you know, not totally averse to hiking. Bring her a picnic, and it'll be all pretty and shit. (laughs) (laughs) He said he called you quite the romantic. He did. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's just not my jam, you know? Right. So, I mean, I appreciate romantic gestures. I like when you get me flowers or candies or, you know, do nice things for me. But it's not like, ah. No, it's not. So he kind of said that to you like he might say to one of the guys. Yes, totally. And it was funny to me because then I realized that he had done the exact same thing to another woman earlier, completely a, a stranger, completely foreign woman who we had no experience with except that she had a giant camera. I wasn't sure if she had a camera or a big lens to see things close, like birding. Oh, yeah. Well, it was a a telescoping telephoto type lens that would go on a big camera. I don't know if it was actually attached to a camera, but I thought I saw that she had a monopod It probably was, but at first I just thought, oh, she's birding. And he looks at her and he says... I think you need a bigger lens, you know, Mm -hmm. as sort of just cracking a joke at some other person who is clearly got the largest lens for miles. And, you know, to another guy, that would have been funny. Right. If he was a woman, that would have been funny. But because he was a guy talking to the woman. It has that cultural history of man tells woman what to do. And it made me think of that tweet where the world-class Olympic racer gets in a crash on her bike and some guy says, rule number one, stay vertical. Yeah, he's going to tell the Olympian how to ride her bike. And I'm like, you know, if you were telling that to a guy, it would probably be funny. And if you were a female and a bicyclist, it would probably be funny. But because you were a man talking to a woman in a year when Michael Phelps getting silver makes headlines, but Katie Ledecky getting gold is like buried somewhere in the middle of the article. Or another Olympian gets uh, categorized as a football player's wife. Yes, some other medalist is a football player's wife. She's not a medalist. She's a football player's wife. Right. You know, in that context, um, I'm sorry, you mansplaining. Yeah. <laughs> you mm. know, mm. it's it's just what it is. So his wife sometimes doesn't know what to do with me either. He's never had a problem, but his wife is a little bit more typically gendered. Yes, and also... Grandma's circle of people don't quite know what to do with you either. I think they've kind of lumped me in with what to do with you because you were the dykey person. And even though you're now a guy, I was the dykey person's wife. And therefore, I get sort of lumped in with the dykey people. And so they kind of understand that I'm a little bit of a gender nonconformist. And, oh, that's just how Jess is. Mm -hmm. So we can't be typically gendered because we're... Kind of, but not. Well, we wouldn't prefer that anyway. I don't know. Sometimes you do, like more than you used to. Like being typically gendered? Yes. Well, for myself, I'm good with it. But for everything around me, I like things to be in the mix. 
I enjoy the queer things around me. Yes. I wish there were more queer things around us, but we live in the middle of nowhere and the West is very insular and the queer things are not around us. Well, and and then there's this whole parenting and graduate school thing that kind of takes over, so. Yeah, it would take time and energy to go and integrate ourselves with the queer things. It might eventually happen. I'm hoping so. You once, you might do that. Once I am <laughs> I am the extrovert, I will go find the people. Yes. You are the not extrovert. You will not... applaud me for going and finding the people. That's right, and then I'll put up with all of you. <laughs> you will, because I will invariably invite them over to our stupidly big house. Yes. That was perfect timing. There you go. Yes. It tells me that I have doubled my moving goal for the day. Well, the sound effect was good. Yay. Well, I think that's probably it then for this uh, topic. That's it. Yep. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Go lay down. Go lay down. Not right now. I think the more we pay attention to him, the more he will keep seeking our attention. Uh, yeah. See? I guess he doesn't start barking at something now. Oh, for goodness sake. Do you need to go blow your nose? I just did. It's just stuffy. Your voice is very soft in this. Let's see. All right. I will try to talk louder. (laughs) Love you. (laughs) Is that better? It actually is. Okay. Yeah. Helps if I pay attention. Oh, look. He brought us a toy, but it's a quiet one. He's not quiet, but the toy is. (laughs) There we go. Okay. He's like, come on, really, you want to play, don't you? (laughs) He's having fun (laughs) all by himself. Uh huh. (laughs) She's starting to get mad now. (laughs) You're right, it is like a small horse. And I think it's great that... That's your bad. That is my bad. My watch is telling me that I have moved enough today. You already knew that. (laughs) I did. (laughs) Oh, God, that hike. Right. That was great. Painful, but great.